Hello and welcome to the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. My name's Hugh. My name's Morgan. Yes, Morgan's back. It's been a few weeks. Hooray. Morgan, you may have noticed, gets the exclusive privilege of introducing himself. I'm not sure why that is, but he does. Or <laughs> uh, <laughs> everyone else I introduce. But yeah, we're back. We're back reunited um, to talk about uh, Doctor Who in an, a surprise twist on our usual format where we talk about Doctor Who. Um, but specifically, we're talking about Doctor Who's future, which seems like we've been talking about a lot recently. We've been looking at, you know, the next series. We're looking at Jodie Whittaker's departure, Chris Chibnall's departure. And this time we're doing that as well, but we're kind of going a bit more abstract. Uh, Morgan, I don't know if you can explain. Well, basically, this is kind of spun off from the fact that we've heard a little bit about what's next for the show after Jodie and Chris leave. And it sounds pretty radical. It, it does. It does. Although radical meaning fundamental change rather than sort of super flying cool in a very but 1990s like sort of way. <laughs> so speaking at last week's uh, Edinburgh TV Festival, uh, Piers Wenger, who's the director for drama at the BBC, he was asked if he had a plan for Doctor Who beyond uh, 2022, which is you know when we'll see uh, Jodie Whittaker and, and Chris Chibnall depart. Um, and his response was, no, I don't. Uh, as with any change of Doctor and showrunner, it will be ambitious and radical. Uh, we will have to look at the TV landscape in which we'll play, so change is ahead. And those few words, Hugh, sent shockwaves through Doctor Who fandom. Uh, what does it mean that there's no plan? Is there really no plan? Or is he just keeping his cards, you know, playing his cards close to his chest? Uh, how radical exactly is, is, is the new series of Doctor Who going to get? I mean... I thought I thought Doctor Who couldn't get any more radical uh, than when we had Peter Capaldi in shades playing an electric guitar on a tank. But it turns out it can be even more radical than that. I think the problem I've now had is that since I've just started saying, yeah, radical, I can't hear them <laughs> any more ways. Um, no, it's really interesting because obviously there have been these rumours knocking about for a while that the show uh, could be rested, the sort of horror story for Doctor Who fans, uh, you know, with some sort of horrible uh, Vietnam-style flashbacks of the late 80s but um i think it's interesting because i kind of didn't think anything of those rumors really uh until i heard this this thing and i was kind of like oh that is interesting the fact that they're kind of saying we've got no plans but you know that doesn't mean that doctor who's like cancelled uh which is a thing we've discussed in this podcast before you know should the provocatively titled should doctor who be cancelled which we did a few months back um it could just mean that you know they kind of want to have a little break and then kind of a, a sort of a reset which obviously is kind of pretty common I mean the whole point of the kind of Jodie Whittaker era was it was a reset on uh what had come before to be honest Stephen Moffat's last series with Peter Capaldi they said this was a complete like reboot almost within mm. you know I mean they said it was a complete reboot and they were like also Missy's here again and obviously Nardole <laughs> loads of returning characters it didn't quite work but it kind of worked for for the first couple of episodes you know so I think Doctor Who is obviously always kind of renewing regenerating you know it's a cliche to say it but I'm kind of interested to to see what that could mean with regards to like, does it mean just, oh, it'll be totally radical in that it's like, here's a new actor <laughs> and they'll do things well, slightly differently. Well, this is it, is that radical change is not that radical in, uh, yeah. in, in, Doc in Doctor Who, right? Because if you swap out the showrunner, uh, so you're changing the entire creative vision for the show, plus you swap out your lead actor, that's, that's pretty radical change. Um, yeah. and, and now I can't stop hearing it as, as meaning like super cool either. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but that that in, in itself is radical change. Presumably, he's he's speaking to something um, more than that. And also, you know, everyone has seized on this word radical um, because it's an interesting word and also quite funny. Um, but I think 
the follow-up sentence is actually you know just as interesting if not more where he says we'll have to look at the tv landscape in which it will play um and i think that potentially plays into these rumors of a of a pause a rest a hiatus or at least a kind of taking some time to reassess doctor who like doctor who's been in like constant production or near constant production now for you know getting on for two decades is it time not to cancel the show but is it time to 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 pause to, to kind of reassess and say yes that things have changed unquestionably but we've been making doctor who um broadly in a certain way for a length of time um should we think now about how we can adapt it for the times we're now we're now living in because doctor who in 2005 worked brilliantly in 2005 but two decades on almost does it need another revamp of that sort you know if you if you were to put Doctor Who of, of 1985 on TV in 2005, uh, it, it wouldn't work. So does what we consider to be new Doctor Who, does that need a significant revamp to work in 2022 and beyond? I mean, it's kind of an interesting point because, I mean, when you think about it as Doctor Who is like a machine that's kept on running, it's like there's never really been uh, an opportunity to stop and think. No pause for breath, no. Yeah, it's because it's this sort of thing that has to keep going. It's kind of like, well, what's the thing we do to kind of keep it going? You know, so I think it could be actually kind of interesting. I mean, practically, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know whether it means like, you know, maybe something like what we're getting this autumn with the serialized, you know, six part story. Could they have more series like that? Could it be that they do kind of like Jonathan Creek style, you know, big specials every so often without making it a regular series? Could it be something mm. wild like, you know, BBC Studios partners with an outside studio and it's no longer an in-house, you know, production and they get say like, I don't know, not not this, but say Hartswood, who make Sherlock and you know Dracula and stuff. Obviously, Stephen Moffat's there. Suddenly, they they're on it. Do you know what I mean? Like they kind of get outside people and they kind of make it less of a BBC production, which could mean you know more money coming in. Could get some Americans involved. I mean, it's happened before. Uh, Perish the thought. But you know, I mean, basically, it's kind of like I see what you mean. It's I don't really thought of it in those terms, but obviously, Doctor Who in two thousand and five. I mean, BBC iPlayer didn't exist, let alone Netflix. You well, know. this is why. I, this is why I think that. That, that that sentence about looking at it now and how it how it will play in the landscape of today is so interesting because there's so many ways in which Doctor Who now is sort of designed for 2005 and it's like does it still work now and I'm not saying it doesn't I'm more just sort of posing the question does it still work now in its current form or does it need as dramatic a revamp now as it had in 2005 compared to the the classic series like i i i'd similarly thought you know along the lines of does it become this sort of um prestige drama that only airs uh you know a one-off two-hour episode once a year and it becomes that kind of like event television i think that's definitely um one path i think also again looking at how it fits into the current landscape um uh, you know globally shorter series or seasons have become the norm right yeah. so and, and and doctor who has gradually decreased its like episode number uh per series anyway just for a, for a variety of reasons but um if you think about it like how many other shows like fa fans have complained you know certain um sections of fandom have complained that we're not getting 13 or 12 or, or even 10 episodes anymore um how many other shows have that many episodes if you stop yeah. and think about it how many how many dramas let alone one is kind of expensive and and kind of out there as Doctor Who, um, get six episodes this year in, in series 13. Most dramas have six episodes. That's not like, it's not like we're being hard done by. Um, so 
again, looking at it in the in the current TV landscape, instead of 13 or 12 or 10 45 minuters, is six one hour is going to become the norm going forward? Um, maybe maybe three two parters, and you approach it like that. That's another way you could go. Definitely. I mean, there's so many different ways you could do it. And like they obviously have shifted a little, like they have uh, rather than 45 minute episodes, they have 50 minute now, which was a whole mm. thing at the time. And it does, and it has to change things a little, I think. Um, but, you know, you, obviously you could just push the full hour. It'd be easier to schedule than it is. Um, and in some ways, no, I don't mean this in a bad way. Um, I feel like the moving to Sunday was another one where that kind of changed what Doctor Who was because a mm. Saturday night drama, I mean, that, that isn't really a thing anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's sad to say, but, you know, it isn't because, you know, what? that's just not what it goes for. That's that's an interesting one where that's that's an example of how, where it has adapted, mm. um, but th- but then again, I don't, Sunday night like drama is obviously um, this this established thing right for BBC mm. One the big the big Sunday night drama, um, and but then Saturday night drama wasn't really a thing either prior to prior to it Doctor Who. Thing, briefly, yeah, it, it was it was it, it, it didn't really exist at least at that in two thousand and five, um, and then. Doctor Who was only on Saturdays because Doctor Who had always been on Saturdays, like in the classic series. And it was good. So they were like, let's try it. And as it turned out, it was a massive hit. And it proved that there was an appetite for drama on Saturday nights, which surprised people. And then the BBC and other broadcasters followed up with lots of kind of, um, you know, Doctor Who copycats, if you like, that, that, that were, were looking to fill that slot. Shows like um, like, like Merlin and saying Robin Hood. Um, whereas then the move to Sunday is kind of more in, in keeping with more traditional uh, you know, broadcast rules, I guess, if you like. So Doctor Who was always kind of an outlier airing on, airing on Saturdays. And I, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if it, it kind of, I think if it went back to Saturdays, I think it still could work on Saturdays. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily something that needed to change, but I think it's interesting. It's just me being controversial. No, no, because the way you described <laughs> it, it does make me think that, um, you know, there's a there's an argument there that you know, in going on Saturday back in 2005, Doctor Who was kind of setting the trends, whereas it was, now yeah. it kind of feels like they're trying to you know make it follow the trends, and mm. you know that there's there's value in that, but it's kind of like, you know, it's I mean there is I mean I guess you could look at like, it's not a great example because I think they kind of were oh no it would have been a bit different but like say um his dark materials, uh coming on Sunday nights. Obviously, that's a kind of family-friendly Sunday, mm. earlier Sunday evening drama. You could argue that that kind of followed in the wake of Jodie Whittaker's, you know, autumnal mm-hmm. yeah, sort of uh, freshman series, uh, which was, you know, on at a similar time and on Sunday nights. So, you know, but then equally, they might, I feel like they would have made his dark materials regardless. Um, so, and in fact, they were. But, you know, the way it was positioned. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll, maybe Doctor Who could move off the weekends entirely if we're talking about days it's on you know it could be on Wednesdays or Fridays or you know well spread out over the week is and, and is the day on which it airs as important as it was you know as you mentioned your know, iPlayer wasn't really um a huge player as it is now mm. um again looking at how Doctor Who plays in the modern TV landscape and I kind of whisper this because I feel like it's it's a controversial idea but box setting Doctor Who is that is that an option it's the thing um, say, isn't it especially with this series we've got coming up series 13 which is mm. going to be a six part you know people have said are they going to do that with this I feel like they still won't because it's so it's like Line of Duty or something where it's so reliant often on these big moments and these twists mm. that like it the sort of risk of them being spoiled kind of outweighs the benefit I think but the BBC clearly finds value 
in boxing. Like they, they're not they're not doing it for mm. a laugh. Do you know what I mean? Like they they must mm. the fact that they keep doing it with so many dramas. They're doing it with um, another one coming up soon, I think. Uh, the sort of, uh, I can't remember what it's called the the North North Waters or whatever it is with Colin Farrell. Yeah. Um, that's another one they're doing like that. And the fact that they keep doing that does suggest to me that like they must get some sort of metric back from it that they like. Because if they were just doing it for the sake of it, for like, I don't know, some sort of ideological reason, they wouldn't keep doing it, I think. Yeah. Um, no, and, but equally, there and, are shows like Vigil at the minute where, you know, they're not doing that because they see the value in the sort of people being grabbed. Mm. And you look at that, you know, um, the Fugitive of the Jadoon episode uh, in the last series, and it's like that had to, that, could, that would have been ruined. That had to be it's a, what yeah. it was. So I it's true. It's, it, it's, it's event television. But, but I think, I think there's an, argument for it to be honest because the 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 argument against um would be and i i feel this was something like um let, you know if you look at something like vigil where uh the new bbc's thriller where so much of its strength is that it's not box setted and that it airs weekly and that you have the kind of the discussion and the speculation between episodes of oh, what's going on and all the theories and that's part of the fun same with line of duty it's exactly mm. the same um but then again, you had something like the second series of Baptiste, which went on iPlayer recently, which you think would rely on that same sort of true, kind true. of word of word of mouth, what call a discussion, and yet, yet that was box set. And I think as well, a lot of the aversion to to um, Doctor Who being box set is fans will say, I mean, it's a good point you make about the, um, the you know the Joe Martin Fugitive Doctor. Arguably, you would lose the kind of the swell of that, that, that those huge moments where everyone sees it at the same time and Twitter explodes. Um, but I think what a lot of fans are, are opposed to is, ah, oh, we'll lose the cliffhangers. But actually, Doctor Who doesn't really operate in that way anymore where um, you, occasionally, but for the most part, it's, it's self-contained stories, right? I mean, the upcoming series 13 being a notable exception. I was gonna where say, it, it is, it's weird because you're so right. Except for yeah. the, fact that the next one is, yeah. is gonna, apparently going to be cliffhangers all the way. <laughs> Putting aside everything they're doing at the moment, yeah. yeah, no, but it's but it's interesting where actually it's it's a it's a it's a series of one-off episodes. Hmm. Um, so box setting it wouldn't kill off any uh, between episode discussion. Yeah, especially if you look at something like um, series eleven where there wasn't even a huge arc like story yeah. arc across the series to speak of. You could have dropped that on on iPlayer and I'm not you know I can't confidently predict how it would have impacted the ratings and so on but I honestly don't think it would have impacted fan enjoyment or particularly how it was received I think if anything episodes that some fans might consider slightly weaker would maybe benefit from that box set approach because it's seen as part of the whole I think yeah, if you, you wait wouldn't have, you wouldn't have like waited a whole week to then watch um you know the Sharanga conundrum <laughs> i would look was i also thinking about the saranga conundrum maybe but uh but you know exactly if you wait a whole week and that's what you get it's like well that that wasn't terrible it was fine but like i, I waited a whole week for that whereas if it was just one of one of ten you kind yeah, of wouldn't mind so much so i think there's definitely um it, it, again it depends on the approach and it depends on the structure of the series and so so it depends on so many things but i don't think box setting doctor who is out of the realms of possibility especially if we're looking at again radical change and we're looking at how it can work um in a in a modern tv context because it is a show that um fans really kind of invest in and and, and devour um it it operates a lot more like a like a netflix show like stranger things than it does most other bbc dramas and that it has the kind of the, the cult following and it has the, the fan theories and it has people kind of dissecting it in a way that um they don't really do with with a lot 
with some other BBC shows, but not with a lot of other ones. Um, so arguably it could, I'd say it could work. I think you might be right. I mean, I, I think one of the reasons I feel like you you have sort of um, been thinking about this as well, because you recently spoke to Philip Hinchcliffe, um, who mm. expressed a similar kind of thing, where he said that he basically doesn't think that the modern format of Doctor Who works as well for the type of stories as like when they had those kind of four part stories mm. that were a bit shorter, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So I interviewed um, Philip Hinchcliffe, who was, of course, the uh, producer of classic Doctor Who from 1974 to 77, the early. And one of the Morbius uh, Doctors. <laughs> And one of the Morbius Doctors, lest we forget. Um, there's some fun quotes about that, actually, and uh, the day that that all happened on, on RadioTimes.com, which you can which you can check out now. But I interviewed him. He was promoting um, his latest Philip Hinchcliffe Presents uh, audio release from Big Finish, The God of Phantoms, uh, which you can also check out now. And I, I had read that he when he came into Doctor Who, he wanted to cut down on the, the length of stories. So the, the six-parters have fewer six-parters and more four-parters because it was more compact, um, more fast-paced. And so I kind of thought, well, presumably the one or 45-minute format might, or 50-minute format might appeal to him because it's, again, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of rapid fire. And he actually said, no, he, he doesn't think that format altogether works. He likes the two-parters where there's more, breathing room more time to tell the story but he thinks that and he, and he sort of made it clear he wasn't picking on any episode in particular um mostly because he's not seen a lot of them but he was sort of saying actually 45 minutes in which to tell a fast-paced adventure story and you know set your your lead characters on a path but also introduce a whole cast of supporting characters and get to know them and get to care about them enough that when inevitably a few of them get killed off you actually like you're invested and you care um that's that's really hard to do especially like if we look back at the last few years of, of Doctor Who, especially when you have four leads, you've got to find something for all four of your leads to do, plus introduce a supporting cast, establish them, make you care about them, make you care when they die, make you care if they die. Um, that's, that's really hard to do. So he was arguing that actually like two parters work better. So again, is that, is that an argument for uh, you know, st structural changes to Doctor Who? Again, it depends on like the, the size of your cast and so on. Um, but but is there an argument for hour long episodes? Is it again an argument for that sort of that two hour approach, um, which which you know is is kind of movie length as an as an old fashioned um, four parter would be, or as a two parter would be now? Yeah, I mean I think there's definitely it'd be kind of interesting almost for Doctor Who to look to the future to actually go back. If you know what I mean, like we were saying earlier, mm -hmm. how you couldn't have done the 2005 series in the style of the 1980s, and I was kind of like. Actually, if we go back, to, <laughs> if we go back to the seventies, it's like. But no, but I kind of see what you mean. Like things do change, and I do wonder if you know, there's might be something interesting in seeing at series thirteen, seeing how, how it's received, and seeing how people mm. kind of buy into it. Because Doctor Who doing a multi-week, uh, you know, story, it's not out of the question in terms of obviously we've had multi-part stories before in the modern series. We've had three-parters, but I'd say none of them have been proper three-parters. They've all been kind of stealth three-parters you know like mm. um utopia to uh, sound of drums last of time lord isn't really like it's kind of a three-parter but only because of uh, it's a, yeah it's a it's a it's a two it's 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 a one-parter with a cliffhanger that leads into a two-parter yeah being and, honest yeah and then there was the one with the secret one with um extremis and pyramid at the end of the world and lie of the land which was like a three-part story but they were quite distinct parts mm. do you know what i mean like it was it was sort yeah. of intentionally uh, intentionally hidden and then that kind of meant it did feel a little disjointed was I feel like you know I'm kind of interested to see 
how people react. Because sometimes, you know, not it's not I'm saying serialization is the be all and end all, to be honest. It's always a bit overdone, like you see with these, um, with the Marvel Netflix shows, Daredevil and stuff like that. It's always got a bit much and a bit dragged out. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, I think the Disney Plus shows they've done have kind of had that serialized element, but the episodes have been quite distinctive as well. Mm. Like with Loki, say, you know, every episode of Loki is obviously about a certain thing, but isn't just the whole thing, if that makes sense. So I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I imagine the BBC will be looking a little bit at this autumn's, you know, Doctor Who series saying, you know, looking at the viewing ratings, obviously, but also how people receive it. And I wonder if, you know, having a kind of six part series full of cliffhangers, you know, might on a Sunday night, people might kind of get brought in that word. Because, you know, previously, if you miss it in a week of Doctor Who, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll catch up with it later. Maybe you won't. If you're kind of desperate to see what happens because of what's just happened, maybe that will pull mm. people in. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I mean, if you're looking at a, you know, what's the what's the form of a BBC drama in 2021 that gets big ratings? It's your your line of duties. It's your vigils. Mm. It's six-parters with cliffhangers that people, that, go, you know, going against what I just said previously, that aren't box set that go out on a, you know, on a Sunday night. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's his dark materials. They they kind of have cliffhangers. They lead. And so I think, you know, potentially is that, is that the path for Doctor Who, you know, uh, a six-parter, Again, and this is what they're what they're going with for series thirteen: a six-parter with cliffhangers um, that that plays across across six weeks, and it, you know it has the potential to become that kind of water cooler um, TV again. It fits in, you know, it plays against the landscape um, that that we're in right now. So, so Doctor Who doesn't feel like an outlier in any way. Um, that to me feels more like something that's that's in keeping with uh, with the TV landscape than. 13 or 12 or 10 uh standalone episodes it just yeah. doesn't and i know that's kind of like that's unique to doctor who but does doctor who does it need to shift again like so much of it yes there were things that the 2005 series retained from the classic series but there was so much that it changed not least you know going from 25 to 45 minute episodes do we need not you know another change that's as momentous to make it work again i think possibly is the answer maybe radio times comes out strong with a maybe um, <laughs> no i know what you mean I, I i'm kind of interested it's weird to think you know with this uh, obviously we've got these uh this six-part series and then we've got some specials next year it's mm. strange to think that like if all this happened we would have seen the end of we would have already seen the last series of like normal you know new who new who as, as we mm. say um and I am kind of curious about what it all means. You know, I mean, obviously some of the some of the stuff that's happening with the next series is to do with um, COVID and the pandemic and, you know, mm. filming changes. But then, you know, necessity breeds invention, right? And it mm. could be that actually this would be exactly what Doctor Who needs. Equally, it could be that, you know, no one likes it. Everyone's like, no, bring back, you know, the individual episodes. Because it is one of the, the selling points of Doctor Who is that it's a bit different. Do you know what I mean? It's not the same as these mm. Netflix shows, these Amazon shows that are like, you know, lost in space or whatever, where it is just like here's mm. one adventure spread out of another episode. It's like no, each each episode is its own story with its own unique setting and unique characters. It's, it's expensive, I would imagine, and like really difficult. And so you you know, we've seen Doctor Who in the past make big changes, like stranding the Doctor on Earth for reasons because of that. It's not you know, it's not out of the question. I'm interested to whether it would be kind of easier or whether it would be better. If you know what I mean. Mm. 
like would it actually be getting away from what makes Doctor Who kind of special um but equally could it actually make Doctor Who better even if it does that even if it makes Doctor Who a bit more like say Line of Duty Doctor Who's not Line of Duty it's about an alien yeah it's a very it's a very delicate balance which I think Russell T Davies got exactly right in 2005 and it could have gone very very wrong which is making Doctor Who enough like other stuff on TV at the time that it worked but not changing it so much that it was no longer Doctor Who. So yeah. he, he kind of upped the, um, you know, people say sometimes as a, as a negative, the kind of the soap opera aspects, but he mm-hmm. kind of, he, he gave the companion like real um, life and depth and kind of expanded on their personal life and their family life. And he uh, introduced elements of romance, which you know, bar very odd occasions weren't really touched upon in the classic series and kind of changed it in that way. But so much of it still felt like Doctor Who. And I think any change you you implement now radical or otherwise you need to make sure that you're not throwing the throwing the baby out with the bathwater the real question though of course is if doctor who is rested and returns again in some new form does that mean that new doctor who new who does that now become classic who or do we need to come up with a third name for this new era or does the new era become new who and then we just call everything sort of 2005 to 2022 like i don't know middle who this is this is going to throw all the reference books out of whack. Look, just take it from the show itself. It was new New York, and it was new 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 new. We'll just get to new 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 Hugh in like 2052, and we'll be sorted. I think the funny thing is with what you were saying now about Ross C Davis, it kind of landed on exactly the thing again, which is like no matter what happens, we kind of come back to the radical change will really depend on who's in charge. Like whether that means having to implement something that's kind of been ordained, or whether just through you know, a big creative change that they themselves bring in. Um, and so, yeah, we kind of go back to, we don't really know what they mean. Uh, it will probably depend on whoever the next showrunner is. And that could be, you know, in a year, that could be in five years, who knows? But I feel like the thing we can say for sure is Doctor Who isn't going to die. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. not like it's worth too much. Even if the show wasn't on TV, there'd be, you know, books, there'd be, you know, big finish, there'd be spin-offs. And, you know, I, I think it will probably stay on TV. It's just, you know, whether it's on TV as much. It's been on TV less and less every year would be my mm. kind of note. It's becoming like, you know, there were years where we had an insane amount. I mean, to be honest, probably too many episodes for like <laughs> anyone working on his mental health. had like 14 episodes a year or something. And we yeah. haven't had that for a while. But, you know, even now it's kind of like now we've gone from like having 14 episodes literally every year to getting 10 every two, I guess, mm. roughly. Um, give or take, give or take a special and kind of some clever uh, scheduling. So it looks like they have a Doctor Who thing at least every year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Doctor Who is here to stay. It just remains to be seen what form that staying is. Yes, indeed. Uh, but what do you think, listeners? Uh, do you think uh, Doctor Who is in for some radical changes or do you think it's fine just the way it is? Uh, would you like to see a return to multi-part cliffhangers uh and if so you're in luck because that's happening this autumn uh or would you you know like to go back to the 13 episode 45 minute thing do you think it works do you think Doctor Who needs a rest controversial uh most controversial question of all please let us know uh in the comments uh if you're watching on youtube or anywhere else on twitter at radio times facebook at radio times you, you kind of get the idea uh we'll be back with more doctor who chatting soon um until then i've been hugh i've been morgan and we've both been radical Yeah, we've both been radical. And now we're about to be rested. Goodbye.